All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Going for six wins in a row. The Oilers are red hot, and tonight they welcome, well, another red hot team to Rogers Place in the New Jersey Devils. It's a Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of Oilers Nation every day, and that's where we're going to start with the lead. Oilers and Devils tonight down at Rogers Place. We will have all your lineup notes. We will have all the stats you need to know ahead of tonight's game. We'll have Liam around for our betting later on. But as we do every Sherwood Ford Giant game day, we welcome in my Sherwood Ford Giant game day co-host, Jay, to the show. Jay, six wins in a row tonight is what the Oilers are gunning for. They are red hot. Playing against the fake news, New Jersey Devils. Yeah, I don't know if they're necessarily the fake news New Jersey Devils. They are very good. Um, just looking into some of their numbers. And today on Daily Faceoff Live, we had Cam Sharon on, and he's kind of a math whiz. And he outlined that this right now, this is one of the best regular season teams we've seen in a while, the way they're playing right now. They don't give up a lot of shots. They haven't given up 20 shots in a game at five on five all season the most shots they've given up in in an entire game is only 25 and on average they're out shooting teams 39.1 to 21.8 they're playing unreal right now wow okay so it looks like we have uh, a test on our hands 
But we're yeah, hot, buddy. The, we're a red hot pistol. The Oilers have won five in a row. The Devils are seven and one in their last eight with a plus eighteen goal differential. It's like in, unstoppable Stop force versus the Devil. Well, I'm just letting people know that this is going to be a tough game. I know you're a professional. You know, I'm the homer. You know. Here. Um, this is something I want to get into. We're going to talk about the game. We'll have lines and all that coming up a little bit later on in the show. But before tonight's game, it's the first ever induction ceremony for the Oilers Hall of Fame, I think is the way to put it. Um, Lee Fogle and Ryan Smith are going to be the two players who go in. But let's start with Ryan Smith. You like how I busted out the OG Nation? I am so proud of you. I can't believe I didn't think of it. I'll show you. I had a prop I was going to display, but I think you win. Oh, that's a good one. I thought maybe we were gonna then, you were gonna like hoist and then up. Let me show you the back. Let me show you the back. Okay. I'm gonna move this mic out of the way because people need to know uh, the backstory of this. When Ryan Smith uh, got his uh, retirement in for the Moose Jaw Warriors and joined the Hall of Fame, there we were there to cover it. And then there was also a sportsman dinner in in, in Moose Jaw, and Smitty was the uh, honorary guest. It was him, Guy Lafleur, and uh, Saskatchewan Rough Rider with the last name Bag. I should know his first name. Anyways. This was a live auction item. And Wanye and I, I, I texted Wanye, I'm like, this is up. He's like, whatever it takes, you've got to get it. So then we got it. Uh, and it was a hilarious bidding war, a ninja bidding war. We didn't know who the other person was. And we ended up winning because it was win at all costs. I'm coming home the next day with this. And because of the nation, I've been fortunate enough to meet Smitty a couple times. And so I get on the plane and he's on the plane, him and his wife and his kids. He's like, hey man, how was the night? I'm like, great. Um, and his wife's like, what did you get? And I'm like, oh, I got him. And I flipped it around and it's a photo of Smitty showing us Smitty. He's like, oh man, he's like, that's so nice that you did that. He's like, do you want me to sign it? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'll come find you after when we land. I'm like, okay, get off the plane. I don't see him anywhere. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't want to bother Ryan Smith. I'm like, sure as shit. Right around the corner, he walks out. I was like, Jay, I told you he's going to sign that. You still want me to sign it? I'm like, absolutely, Smitty. And I'll show you the back. Your camera's you frozen it? though. Your camera's frozen. Ah. I don't know why. I think we need you to Damn reset. Office internet. Yeah, office oh. internet is uh, no bueno. I was just getting to the good part. All right. Well, while Jay hopefully hits it. the little. Well, Jay, we'll can let you, you hit me? the refresh button on your browser, and then you can come back in. Um, <laughs> that is Jay's favorite Ryan Smith story. I'd love to get something going in the chat. Uh, as always, we are live on the Oilers Nation Twitter and Facebook, but I got the chat open on the Nation Network YouTube. Uh, give us your go-to, your number one, your favorite Ryan Smith memory, and we'll dig into a few of those. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about the game tonight as well, but obviously with the Ryan Smith, Lee Fogelin ceremony tonight, maybe you have a number one Lee Fogelin story as well that you uh, want to hop in and share as well. A guy, 586 games as an Edmonton Oiler. That's regular season as well. He played almost another 80 games in the Stanley Cup playoffs too. Um, Lee Foglin, all-time Oiler. Him and Ryan Smith going in as the first inductees of the Oilers Hall of Fame, the Oilers Ring of Honor. Uh, yes, McKay, it isn't a good pod without some tech difficulties, but I think we have Jay back. So I think we can see the back of Jay's image or of Jay's picture. There I'll show go. it now. Jeez, the internet in this office, for an internet company, it's so hilarious. Look at that. Two Oilers Nation. Two okay. Oilers Nation. Signed Ryan Smith. So that's the end of that story. Um, so that was a very, very special moment for, for me and for the nation for having him to come do that and recognize the fact that uh, the nation started out because of that guy. So it's pretty cool.
All right. Well, as long as we have a solid internet connection with you, I'll, I'll keep you on. Uh, that's that. That would be your favorite off the ice Ryan Smith moment. What's your when you think about Smitty as an Oiler on the ice? What's your number one guy? The guy, the guy left it all out on the ice. He played with his heart. It didn't matter what it took. He would sacrifice anything to get the job done. Obviously, 2006, he was phenomenal and a big key asset in that. You also remember him taking a Chris Pronger, Pronger pass or shot to the teeth and coming back and finishing that game. So the, just ultimate warrior, hardworking. He bled or he legitimately bled orange and blue. Um and, you know, big, big community guy impact he made on the community. So, like, it's the player he was on the ice, but also the player he was off the ice uh, made a big impact here. And, you know, there's a reason why he was adored here in Edmonton. And, you know, when he had his final game here, like the photo has, it says, thank you, Smitty, on there. Like, it's 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 heartfelt and genuine. So, plus, probably one of the best moulets ever to uh, hit the ice. Yes, the beautiful mullet. Um, I, I like what you said, really bled copper and blue, orange and blue, whatever you want to say. And when you look at what the Oilers are doing here with this like Ring of Honor, Oilers Hall of Fame thing, it's for the players who maybe aren't in that echelon of like Hockey Hall of Fame and getting their jersey and their number retired by this organization, but it's for players who were just flat out great Edmonton Oilers. And no one personifies that more than Ryan Smith. Like he was the Oilers for a long, long time, almost a thousand games in the organization. And uh, obviously I'm asking for people, I'm asking people in the chat to drop in their favorite memories. And, uh, you know, Chris says it's just him battling in front of the net. Another one from Mike says seeing Smitty cry at the press conference after that trade. And I mean, that's what inspired this shirt, inspired the company as well, right? Hundred percent. Uh, yeah, that was a very emotional day, and just anytime someone mentions it, I get chills because it was so devastating uh, to lose a heart and soul guy like that. But you know, it, it it the story has a great ending. He came back home. He got to retire as an Oiler, and uh, you know his 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 impact, his his legacy with his team. You know, just even more solidified than uh, than before. Yeah. Um, I like, but I do. I know you were about talking his... about Lee Fogelin. I know you were talking about Lee Fogelin while I was having internet issues, and I'm hope hopefully yeah. we are going to go back to him. Um, so okay, if you're sure. putting a bow on Smitty, we need to. So Lee Fogelin is also someone um, who bled uh, a blue and orange. Stayed in Edmonton after his career, plant planted his roots. But like this guy, uh, Smitty was a warrior, but this guy is like the ultimate warrior winning cups on broken legs. You hear Wayne Gretzky talk about Lee Fogelin as the leader of this team and the reason why they did what they did uh, during the time that Lee Fogelin was an oiler. So this guy, I know for a lot of us, you know, he's been before my time, but you hear the stories of him and just the things he battled with, like, you know, like battle through injury, playing on broken legs, you know, blocking shots, playing without a lid. <laughs> Uh, which is a yeah. whole other different uh, – that's why he's the ultimate warrior. But, you know, you hear guys like Wayne Gretzky talk and admire uh, about who Lee Fogelin was as a leader on this team, especially during a very amazing era of this team. Uh, so, you know, this guy deserves his props. And, you know, for us that uh, might not uh, – we're able to see him play for the Oilers – it's 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 someone to to look up uh, and look into and hear about how the, all the other players talk about him. And it's not just Rain Gretzky. It's Messier. It's it's uh, I'm trying to think of like when he finished as an Oiler, like who would who had been involved there. But it's it's all of the the Oilers greats uh, that would speak very very highly of this guy. 
Yeah, and that's what I like about what they're doing with this sort of Hall of Fame thing is, again, guys like this, guys like Ryan Smith, although he was more of a slam dunk obvious case, but guys like this are kind of getting their credit, right? Getting their due in the group that's doing the selection for this as well is uh, it's a bunch of former players, right? So you're going to get these guys like a Fogelin who maybe right now don't have the public fanfare that someone like a, like a Smitty would, but who is a valuable part of a big, big stretch for this organization, right? I think they nailed it. I think they nailed it. Like you, you had to do Smitty in your first run just because like, he, yeah, he's he, he, like, right. But like, you also had to do Lee Fogelin. Like that is, there's, I don't think there's anyone you can put above uh, Lee Fogelin. He deserves his due because of the impact he had on this team, especially during our, you know, our, our dynasty season. So I, I think the selection committee just absolutely nailed it. And, you know, obviously there's players we all want and wish are to be a part of that. And don't worry, they're coming. Uh, you know, you, we'll see the Hemskis. We'll see there'll be other greats from the past too that they bring back. Yeah, Lance said uh, next year Hemski, and I agree. I think Hemski is like an easy one to throw in next year. Um, who else would be on that list? So maybe someone like a Bill Guerin or a Dougie Waite, right? From that sort of era. Oh, how do you go, Bill Guerin? How many seasons did Bill Guerin play? I was like, I loved him as an Oiler. I love the player, the archetype. I guess yeah, is, not enough longevity. Like, Doug Waite, yeah, Doug Waite played long enough, and he played during like he made the team exciting when we were not that exciting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you think of I'm trying to think of like guys in the like 80s, 90s, like Bucky. Bucky's probably oh, on the Bucky next one. Bucky would be a good one. So he would be next. Bucky Hemsky would be good I, next I think. year. Hemsky would be definitely warranted for next year. You know, you think like a guy like Jason Smith. Um, I think would be worthy of that given, you know, how he played and what he, what he gave to the team. And, you know, in our 06 run, if you're looking in, in the more or like recent eras, uh, the impact he had. And then, yeah, there's, you know, Dr. Randy Gregg, I'm sure, uh, mm. you know, as you think about like those old uh, longtime serving Oilers that, uh, that played uh, roles, Essa Tikkanen. So oh, there's, yeah. there's, it's 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 going to be endless, right? There's so many good pulls, right? Um, so like I like the fact that they went kind of like new age, old age um, with the first run because like it was important that I think that you, you had to get somebody in the first run to be a disservice to him not to just like you had to get Lee Fogelin to be the first one uh, as that. But like there's like this this isn't going away. There's a lot of a lot of great hockey players that have come through this city that have made impact on this team. Uh, so it'll be exciting to see how this evolves. Yeah, 100%. I'm interested to see what they do sort of in and around the arena as well with like, you know, inside the bowl, like, will there be a spot to see him? Did they say they're doing like an actual ring of honor? I, I think don't so, right? No, I wonder where they would put it. It'd have to be like digital or something, but um, uh, I don't know. Um, but it's, it's another way to activate. You think it'd be lame? Anyways, I think a digital one would be would be lame. Oh, digital would be, yeah. Yeah, I think you need to have something like legitimate that that's there for good kind of deal, kind of like the up in the rafters sort of vibe. Um, anyways, all right, let's talk about, uh, we'll move on from that. I'll get to everyone's comments in just a second about who they want to see going next. But let's circle back to the game tonight and let's bring in Liam as well. Uh, let's do a little breakdown here, give our short four giant keys to victory tonight for the Oilers against the New Jersey Devils. Edmonton has not been quite as tight defensively as New Jersey. The Oilers sit 23rd in quality chances, giving up 16 per game. The Devils are down at 9.5. Gregor dug that up in his article today. Uh, Jay, since you're on the screen, I'll start with you. What's your key to victory tonight for the Edmonton Oilers? 
Well, now that you said all these crazy things about the Devils, about how they get a ton of shots and also defend really well, um, you know, obviously it's 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 going to be defense. If these guys are high octane and, and pu- pu- punching out a bunch of shots per game, like we got to be the, the the team that that suppresses that uh, and prevents a lot of those scoring chances because if clearly they're they're out there and they're creating. Um, and obviously, I know one thing. Like, I'm not digging too deep on the Devils, like you did. But like, Jesper Bratt is on, or Jesper Bratt's on a real hot streak to start the season, and also he's probably hungrier than ever because he wants to sign a big ticket after this year. So, uh, yeah, I think it's it's trying to suppress where they've been very successful. And if they're getting a bunch of shots, you know, we gotta we gotta tone that down and play that defensive game. And hopefully, it is a low scoring game. But I don't know if that's the Oilers. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. No, that is uh, definitely not the Oilers right now. Although, between the pipes, it's going to be Stuart Skinner. What do you think about... What did you make of Jack Campbell's last game against the Preds, actually? I'll ask you that. (sighs) You know, that first goal was kind of weird, and you can't really get too upset with him, but also you're kind of like, you know, while we have this soup and stew debate, you're kind of like, that's kind of a knock. But, you know, he he stood in after that, let in some so-so goals later on to kind of let them back in. So I wasn't like, holy shit, Jack Campbell stood on his head uh, last game, Um, but he got the job done, and that just seems to be what he's doing. Aside from that Calgary game, it just doesn't matter. Like, Jackson Nett, we're still getting the W. And I see that side of it too, like that, and that's all fine. Um, I'm happy they're going back to Stu tonight. I think he deserved another chance. And if he plays well, you got to go back to him on Saturday against Dallas just because that game for Campbell wasn't good again. And with Skinner playing the way he is, I wanted to see like a dominant 10 out of 10 performance from Campbell to be like, hey, no, I can keep up just fine as well. Um, and we didn't quite get that against the New Jersey Devils. Um, yeah. I just, I, I wanted a little bit more. It was again, though, like you talked about last week, every goal that went in, you're not like, oh, bad goal. It was like, okay, like, yeah, fine. But like, 
not like the whole team started playing either. loose, right? We got up the big lead and the team yep. in front of them started like letting them have sustained pressure. And that's never a good thing, regardless of who's in net. Uh, and they capitalize on those lapses by the like team lapses. So then you're like, ah, and that's mm-hmm. like, but I always find myself saying that it's like team breakdowns in front of them that are leading to some of these goals. But like at some point you have to also look at the goaltender, but still believe in Jack. Cause once again, we got the W. And he still yeah, made saves that uh, that were good. He still made good saves in that game. Yeah, and Lance said, "I'll worry about Campbell when we start to lose, or when he starts to lose." And that's fair too. Like he's stopping enough pucks to give him a victory. Uh, Liam mm-hmm. will bring in. Uh, there you go. Where is he? Where is he? We haven't even talked to him yet. It's almost the twenty minute mark of the show. Uh, Liam, what did oh. you? What's your key to victory tonight for the Oilers? Uh, I think it's going to be defensively, like Jay kind of said. Like I think they just yeah. need to play well five on five, and if they don't, New Jersey is going to capitalize. This is maybe a strange thing to say, but this is probably the best team they've played so far this season. At, when they're going to meet them, and uh, it's it's weird to say about the New Jersey Devils, especially in the past, like however long, but. The Oilers are going to have to bring their A game tonight, and that means Skinner has to play well. The defenders have to play well in front of him, and the offense has to click. So essentially, they probably going to need an almost perfect game to come out with a win on this. And we've said it before when the Oilers go against good teams too. Like The Oilers are a really good team, and New Jersey are probably saying the same things about the Oilers. But from an Oilers standpoint, a key to victory for me is just play a strong 5-on-5 game as a unit and just don't don't let off the the pedal i suppose to yeah i don't think yeah like against these guys we did against nashville a bit and it cost us yeah uh lindy rough coach team is usually pretty like solid and structured so i'm going to say that the the key to victory for the oilers is honestly just let the chaos happen like this devil's team is so buttoned down they they thrive on their system i think right and they outshoot teams because their system's strong. So tonight, I say screw it. Let McDavid and Drysdale just try to run wild, play run and gun hockey, and try to get the Devils out of this rhythm that they're in because they're clearly in one right now. When you look at their results since the first three games of the year, when they sputtered out of the gate, like they've been lights out. So I think if you're the Oilers, you need to try throw the Devils off a little bit, and you're not going to win this game by just sort of checking hard and trying to play a better system than the Devils or anything like that. I think you just got to let the chaos ensue and like hope McDavid and Drysdale will carry you to a victory tonight. We've got three weaponized lines. So yes. if they're buzzing, then you know it's tough to defend all of them at once. We're on home ice. We can control who's playing against who. So like you're right, like this easily can be a really high scoring game, and it always that is always the case when it is the Oilers, uh, and now it seems to be the case when you got a team like the Devils that are shooting is getting as many shots off as they do because, um, you know that 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 leads to goals. It's just a it's just a function of math. But you know now yep. that we're you know going back to the goalie debate just for one sec, uh, I do feel at peace knowing that we went with Skinner tonight given the the opponent you know and that's yeah i think that's Jack. it's just stewart's playing that that much better like and he's just he can get shelled and he's calm under that situation and we're playing a team that could shell us so yeah absolutely a lot of love in here for uh, alex is saying man that third line wow is it noticeable i thought really again in that game against nashville every line was really good like that Derek ryan devon shore duo with dylan holloway down the middle line was i thought buzzing. holloway was gonna score yeah 
they were buzzing. The third mm-hmm. line looks good. Like the Oilers really are a four line team right now. That was Holloway's best game. Holloway was by like he's due. Like you, he's getting more confident uh, with every game, which is good, right? Like that's what we said. Like let's give him a few more games yeah. before we push the button and send him down. Like there is an NHL player there. Like he like and it, it's it's just let him just get a little bit comfortable. Um, but he showed a lot of good signs uh, against Nashville, and that fourth line was a menace to deal with last game. I thought it was interesting that he played center. Like they moved him yeah. into the middle more, which means essentially he has to be engaged all the time. And obviously you have to be engaged all the time, but he's like the focal point of what's about to happen, which I thought was a good move by uh, by Woodcroft. To, you know, he, he, now he has to be dialed in every single minute of that, every single second of that shift. And clearly it worked because that was probably the best, the best game we've seen that fourth line play in a while. Yeah. Well, that's and maybe that's where he needs like maybe that's where he needs to be like he's a buzzsaw like the guy's got wheels so maybe he needs to feel engaged in playing center you have no choice but to be engaged at all times and maybe that's how you unlock his next step because like he's clearly just like a high energy uh, uh, machine so I think that was a great deployment of him so I hope to see more of that and maybe that's how we get the best out of him. 100%. Uh, let's move along to our wrap-up and our betting segment. To uh, Let's decide where we're going to lay some coin here tonight, courtesy of our friends over at Betway. Um, all right, the Oilers are favorites tonight. Not not super. Uh, minus 155 on the money line. Plus 125 are the Devils. The Oilers in regulation are minus 106. The Oilers on the puck line are plus 150. Liam, is tonight power play goal, empty net goal kind of night? I, I think it's going to be a tight one. I am going with a power play point for Connor McDavid. I couldn't believe it was actually that good of value. And I mean, even if, it, the trend never matters for me on the other's power play. At one point, it's just going to click for however many goals they want to get. And yeah. if it is, Connor McDavid's involved. And the shots, he's been hitting now a lot too. We spoke about it on the last show yesterday that he's just shooting the puck a lot more. And I think this is going to be a game that some point where it's so tight that Connor McDavid is just going to have to turn it up a notch and just get the ball rolling. And also one other thing before I go, Rob Bag, I believe the Rough Riders oh, player was, yes, right, Jay? Thank you. Rob Bag. Yes, no problem. Yes, well done. Good poll. Liam, Liam's our resident CFL expert. Uh, Jay, what do you like tonight from a betting perspective? Is it faux goal kind of night? Well, it's it's faux goal until it's not. I still believe like that. He, he keeps getting chances. It's driving me crazy. Yeah. Like, he's due. He is so due. What I'm trying to search for that I'm not seeing right now for my bets is we've got the McLeod br- uh, brother duo or uh, uh, battle tonight. Oh, so yeah. that's something to keep an eye on. You know, you know Ryan's going to want to show up his because that's his older brother, I believe, by a year. I think so. so I think yeah. he wants to show his big bro who's who's the McLeod. I know it's, I'm sure his parents will be in the game and mom will be wearing the split jersey and doing all that fun stuff. So I, if I'm 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 gonna look for uh, I'm gonna look for a McLeod goal if I can find it. Definitely a McLeod point. Um, yeah, it's, I don't think that's fair that two teams that are seven and three, the Oilers are minus one fifty four. I don't I don't like that those odds, but I I just can't chase the juice on the puck line against a team like this. So I'm probably gonna parlay the Oilers win with. Uh, some dry sidle points or McDavid points as I kind of go through the uh, pre-pilt bets. But just like you said, 
Leon's a, Leon's just a machine always. Connor is just determined right now. Like the rocket watch is on for that guy. Like that guy is shooting, and whenever he gets a chance now, it's he's so lethal now because defenders now used to know ninety nine percent chance he is making the pass. Well, now they can't yeah. do that, and also the goalie can't do that, and that's how like that one goalie scored uh, five hole where he's looking past like. You watch that. You watch the replay of him coming, like for, from the uh, from behind the net uh, point of view, and he's just looking past, looking past. You have to respect that and to fire that shot so quickly that he did five hole. Man, he is he is like yeah. Connor McDavid is fully weaponized now. He is fully weaponized, and so you you can't. I I just I can't see this guy slowing down. Like I know he's gonna have off nights, so I might go Oilers and Connor to get two points. Uh, my favorite prop of the game for the Oilers tonight, and this is actually going to be the only spot I bet, it's Zach Hyman over three and a half shots on goal, paying plus 115 over on Betway. He has hit this thing in five straight hockey games. He loves shooting the puck. I love taking Hyman over three and a half shots on goal. My plays outside of Edmonton tonight are Minnesota on the puck line, Winnipeg on the puck line against Montreal, and Trevor Moore in LA is another really, really good shot prop. Uh, for tonight so three nhl plays and the hyman over three and a half shots for me shout out to our friends at betway 19 plus please play responsibly gonna wrap it up and uh, just rattle through the lines here for everyone someone was asking who's starting a net for the devils no confirmed starter that i can see yet unless someone has broken it recently uh, but elsewhere for the new jersey devils starting up front Nico Heischer will center the top line with Thomas Tatar and Fabian Zetterland. What a name, Fabian Whoa. Zetterland. What is a Fabian Zetterland? No kidding. Jack Hughes with uh, Jesper Bratt and Eric Halla. Hughes, Bratt combined for eight goals already on the season. Bratt has 16 points this year. He's off to an amazing start. Dawson Mercer with Yegor Sharangovich and Jesper Boquist. Michael McLeod, like Jay talked about, older brother of Ryan McLeod with Miles Wood and Nathan Bastion on the fourth line. The D pairings for Joyzy. Jonas Siegenthaler with Dougie Hamilton. Ryan Graves with somewhat former oiler John Marino. Brendan Smith with Damon Severson. Actually a pretty decent blue line in New Jersey. Jonas Siegenthaler. He's a guy who's sneaky underrated. A lot of people don't know how good he is, but he's a legit top four D-man in the league. And yeah, it's either going to be Vanacek or Mackenzie Blackwood starting between the pipes for New Jersey. Uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, expecting more of the same. I don't think they're going to change up their lineup one bit. McDavid with Nuge and Hyman. When that trio was has been together so far this season, they are outscoring the opposition 7-2. to two. It's been a dominant run by that top line. Um, and the shot percentages as well are unbelievable. Shot percentages 53% in favor of the Oilers. Scoring chances 62% in favor of the Oilers. Top line's humming. So is the second line with Dreisaitl and the hat-trick man Evander Kane. Kyler Yamamoto on the right side. Ryan McLeod with Warren Fogle and Yessa Pugliarvi. Dylan Holloway with Derek Ryan and Devin Shore. Blue line's going to stay the same tonight as well. Jay, you said Evander Kane is the dish master now, and I think he heard you. Popping home a hattie. Well, I, f I feel like, you know, sometimes you got to give in order to get, and he's definitely given a bunch, and he got a bunch last game. And you saw, like, you know, he, he, he made that, uh, like risky pass against Vancouver for Connor to get his hat trick, but, uh, um, they paid it forward and made sure he got the puck to get that third goal. So I just, 
I like it for many reasons. I just, I feel like, like, you know, we knew Evander Kane was like kind of a question mark kind of coming into this when we signed him, but like, I feel like he's like the team's accepting of him and he's accepting of the team. Like I really feel yeah. really strong com- camaraderie uh, amongst this group. So like if, if, if we got a solid room, man, like we, like I said, we are weapons. So yeah, I know it was good to see. I know it's a long answer, but it's good to see uh, Kane get back on the goal front because he's, he's our trigger man. He's not our disher. Yeah, uh, this one from CGF1. McDavid, Dreisaitl, McLeod, and Holloway are insanely skilled skating centers. I don't think you'd find a faster group of four centers in the entire NHL with, with than those four. McLeod is Unreal. like he, and he's just like a technically good skater. Like you watch him skate, it's just beautiful to watch. And he just buzzes around guys. And like I said, his confidence is getting stronger and stronger because he's got the abilities and he's got the speed and, and just watching him go end to end and move the puck, like <sighs> extend them now, extend them now. It's going to get expensive. Yeah. Uh, someone else said, how is this New Jersey team seven and three? They're legit. Like they're good. Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt is a legit duo. Nico Heischer is somewhat becoming a star and they just play a good system and their blue line solid they're getting good goaltending right now like i don't know i I think people are kind of sleeping on this uh on this new jersey team that's all and the numbers back the numbers aren't like fluky either like they're legitimately dominating play in almost every game they're playing in well anyways they're in edmonton now i think they're high powered but they haven't met hey, the Oilers. They're probably definitely someone better else defensively, point- and that's... Sorry, go ahead. Someone else pointed out that the Oilers were the team earlier in the season in October that were ending streaks nonstop. Yeah, it's, it's time to put the Devils to bed because the one thing I like that we're doing yeah. is, you know, Nashville is having a, like a sloppy start to their season. I feel like they, they should be better than what they are. So we whooped them good, and they're going to Calgary tonight mad. So, you know, expect the Flames to have a worthy combatant. Yeah. Do the same for the Devils. Have them go down the QE2 and whoop Calgary. Like I like the kind of dynamic. So come up here, take the L, go down and take your uh, venture frustrations against the Flames. All right, let's wrap this up with a little bit of positivity from our friend Lance in the chat. It's nice that the thing we can complain about as Oilers fans is a decent goalie getting wins. We've come a long way. Let's all take a moment to appreciate it. I love, I love that. Love that from Lance. Uh, this has been another edition of Oilers Nation Every Day, live from the Sports Closet Studio. If you're a jersey guy, they have plenty, like this beautiful Hyman one. If you're more of a hat hoodie kind of fan, they got this nice vintage hoodie, the black hat as well with the little orange oil drop on there. Shout out to our friends at Sports Closet, sportscloset.ca. This has been a Sherwood Ford giant game day edition of the show. Jay, your score prediction tonight? 4-3 Oilers. Jay says 4-3 Oilers. I'm going to say we actually get a weird little uh, shootout tonight, and it ends at 5-3 for the Edmonton Oilers. Liam, quickly before we wrap, I'll get your score prediction too. I'll go 6-4 Oilers. Ooh, another Burner. shootout. I think we Let's might go. have I think we might have to take the over tonight, boys. All right. That's a wrap on the show. We'll be back tomorrow to uh potentially talk about a six-game winning streak for the Edmonton Oilers. We'll chat with you then.